if you open up to him, he, he has promised to manifest himself to you. And he is faithful. He's amazing. I, the, the song, the Revelation song, uh, which I don't know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll close with that. Uh, we'll see. But I've had a lot of encounters with the Lord playing, you know, hearing, listening to that song just planted on my speaker or something. And when I think of the, the power that's around the throne, uh, it's pretty unnerving. It's, uh, if you can imagine just this, this ball of, of power, I mean, there, there's, there's cloud and smoke and fire and rainbows and beauty and joy. And I mean, it's so much that you, you, you just feel like you have to hide from it. But if you can imagine just being in the presence of that, just, just close enough that, that you're afraid for your life, and you're seeing this, um, just this amazing display. And out of that cloud, Jesus comes walking out. <laughs> Has anybody seen this? Has anybody had an encounter with the Lord where you've seen this? Okay, ask him for it, if you dare. He comes walking out of this cloud. Like, he, he's in the presence of the Lord, and he, in the presence of Yahweh, and he walks out just at peace, and he looks at me, and he goes, come here. Boy, if you want a test of your courage, follow him into that. But, but see, he wants you to know that because of what he did, he can welcome you, not just to sort of get there and not die. He welcomes you in to sit with him at the right hand of the Father. When you think of the, the problems in your life or the things that you think of as problems, they kind of grow strangely dim. Remember that song? They do. They really grow dim. I, uh, I don't know what you what your services are like normally here, uh, but I hope you came expecting. Because when you, when you come expecting God to speak, you actually don't put any pressure on, on the preacher. You put the pressure on God. You draw it. Because if you came expecting something from me, that's all you're going to get. But I, I refuse to have any pressure. Because... It's not mine to carry. So if you came with your heart drawing, you're going to receive, and I promise you that, because he's faithful. So be expecting. Be expecting a lot. How many of you have uh, heard me speak before? Can you raise your hands? Couple? Sweet, I can do whatever I want. This is awesome. I have... Uh, a podcast that I do, it's called Hope for Today. 
And if you, you go on any podcast app, Spotify, whatever, Hope for Today by Wangard Ministries. And I, uh, I teach in front of a camera. Uh, this message will be on there. Um, I have wangardministries.org. If you want to go, you can find messages from the last five years or whatever. And so I'd like to encourage you to do that. Check it out. Uh, the, the fun thing for me is that I have, the messages that I've written, I have written them in the presence of the Lord. I didn't know what to do with it, so I just started writing. And uh, this is on my computer. I write with my, my keyboard a lot of times. My mom was an amazing typist, and so I tried to, to model her growing up. And so I can type really fast without looking. So sometimes I just have my lights off in my office, the screen black on my computer, and I write like that. I just, as it comes up, I just type. And yeah, I'll go back and find a couple mistakes, but most of the time, even if I make a mistake, I backspace it and fix it in the dark because I can feel it. So it's, uh, I've been surprised at the things I've written. It, uh, like I've actually, I've gone back and even listened to some of the things that, that I've taught and I, I didn't remember saying that. I didn't remember it came out that way. So go and encounter the Lord. See if he speaks to you through, through that. I like to start out with a, a funny story. Has anybody heard uh, my story of the, the two hunters and the goat? The two rednecks? <laughs> Two rednecks are out hunting, and uh, I could have used anybody, but... And they're, uh, as they're walking along, they come upon a huge hole in the ground. They approach it and are amazed by the size of this hole. The first hunter says, wow, that's some hole. I can't even see the bottom. Wonder how deep it is. The second hunter says, I don't know. Let's throw something down and... And now listen and see how long it takes to hit the bottom. The first hunter says, hey, there's this old transmission over here. Give me a hand and we'll throw it in and see. So they pick it up and count one, two, three, and throw it into the hole. They're standing there listening and looking over the edge and they hear a rustling in the brush behind them. As they turn around, they see a goat come crashing through the brush, run and just run up to the hole and jump right in with no hesitation. And while they're standing there with their mouths open, looking at each other, looking in the hole, trying to figure out what that was all about, an old farmer walks up to them. Say there, says the farmer, you feller didn't happen to see my goat around here anywhere, did you? The first hunter says, Funny you should ask, but we was just standing here a minute ago and a goat come running out of the bushes doing about 100 miles an hour and jumped head first right in this here hole. The old farmer says, wow, that's impossible. I had him tied to an old transmission. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for the goat, but that picture will haunt you.
I guess the goat was really a victim of uh, what it was tied to. Hey, you know what? If you are tied to something, I didn't think of this before coming in here, but if you're tied to a belief, don't let it drag you down the hole. Because <laughs> the devil will throw the transmission down the hole. Seriously, most of the things that we believe, we have been handed. Either by our parents or by religion of some kind, by culture, by something. Most of, of what we believe has been handed to us. It's not all bad. If you find it in here, you can keep it. If you can't find it in here, stop holding on to it. Because it will be a transmission dragging you in the hole. I have uh, the message today is called Everything You Need. And I had this song in my heart. I woke up with it. Uh, every morning this week, and it's, uh, it's an old a cappella song, which I'm older than a lot, of, a lot of, you guys are pretty young, most of you, but it's a song that, it, it, it's just, uh, they sing the verses of Second Peter 1, and I just kept hearing this song, His divine power has given us everything we need. His divine power has given us everything. Has anybody ever heard this song by acapella? Josh is nodding his head. Uh, it's such a cool, just easy way to, to sing this, these verses. But I want to read 2 Peter 1, verses 1 through 11. So if you guys want to read with me, you can. These these verses are so full, they are packed full of amazing truths. And I just want to go through them. I'm going to read once through and then go back and talk about it. So 2 Peter 1, verse 1. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if you just read those verses and just... Maybe if you've heard them before and you read through them, you go, okay, yeah, okay, good. Er, like, he, he, he did everything for me. 
you can, you can miss a lot of how to work it out. Because my question when I read that, and even if I say that here, everything you need, your question to me could be, so what? How do I do it? How do I access it? How do I get to it? And I, <laughs> I had a, an encounter back in, uh, let's see, 2004. So I was elk hunting and was way up on a mountain out in Washington State. It's where we were living. And so my brother and brother-in-law and I would go, for 10 days, we would go hunt, set up a high camp, hunt out of there, had a camper at the base of the mountain, and if we'd get something, we would haul everything down there. And so how many hunters are, are in the room? You guys, anybody do extended hunting where you're, you're out? Okay, so it's different than tree stand hunting because <laughs> it gets, you, you get into survival mode within about a day and a half or so. Because you're no longer, where we were at, there, there's no cell service, so there's no point carrying that thing around. And there's really no other access to, to people. This is wilderness. So we're there, and we're there with one purpose. And uh, I always take a journal along, because it seems like the Lord talks to me when I have distractions have been tossed somewhere else. By the way, that's a, <clears throat> that's a hint. Take your distractions away from you when you want to encounter the Lord. And I mean it. Your phone, uh, maybe it's okay. If, if, like, you can argue that my Bible app is on the phone, but my Bible app is here. Uh, your phone can be an easy entrance into your heart by anything. The devil can, or people. So just take your distractions, set them aside when you want to encounter the Lord. So I, I, uh, I had opened my heart to him. I, I, every year I would, I would do this and I would say, Lord, this time is special. It's not just about hunting. This is about letting all the water in my heart, in my life, all the waves calm down and just to, to be at rest and, and to hear him. And I had a dream. In this dream, I was, uh, I was standing in, a, in this open grass area with like a fence line, a uh, tree line or whatever, and it actually looked like more like this area. And Jesus came to me. And he sat down in this grass, cross-legged, so I sat down across from him. And what I realized is, I didn't know it at the time, but he would, he would meet me in that field multiple times. So we, we've sat and had conversations, cross-legged from each other, talking. And this particular time, he reached inside of his garment and he pulled out an apple and he said I have put everything that you need to live and survive in the apple I am like the apple in me is everything 
that you will need to live and survive. And I, it was just such strange, like he doesn't, he doesn't always meet my expectations in the way he comes across to me. He doesn't always explain it perfectly <laughs> to where I say, great, I can just hit the stamp on that and I know what to do with it. I struggled with that because I could say, okay, what about finances? I mean, right after that, uh, sort of right after, several years after that, we found ourselves in a different situation. We moved, started a business in 2008, and the economy crashed. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was tough. I didn't take a paycheck for nine months. I spent everything we had just living. And I couldn't answer the question. Like, I couldn't find the answer. I, I said... So if you're everything, what do I, how do I get to it? How do I access this? And I began to argue with it in my heart because I said it's not true. Now, I believe it is true in the grand scheme of, of things where I'm not going to say the Bible's not true. We're probably, we're probably all very similar in that. We're going to, we're going to say, okay, the Bible's true. If you don't, let's have a conversation afterward. But is it true for you? Is it true in your daily life when you, when you need something today? That's when it matters. And that's when we argue in our hearts. We don't typically, we, we just allow the, the unbelief to grow in our hearts. And that pulls the plug out from underneath of being able to receive. What about other things? How is he everything in all situations? How are we able to access this? If I go through and just read these verses and I say, Simon Peter says, he, he introduces himself, and he says, to those who have obtained like precious faith, with us, by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, I would say, we probably have obtained like precious faith. I can probably say, I'm in a room full of people who are similar in their belief and understanding of the word and of Jesus. If I skip right to verse 3 and say, as his divine power, I mean, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of, fine, but how does that change my life today? Like, I would tend to, as I'm reading these things, just skip over things. Okay, what about this? And when I think that his divine power has given to me, I have to go back to the, 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 the throne. What's the description of the throne? Is there any lack in the presence of God right there? Where Jesus comes walking out of the presence of Yahweh, when, when he's there, does he have any needs? And he invites me into his presence. What happens to my needs? They, they don't stay with me. I don't retain my needs when I go into his presence. 
So the key is learning how to access his presence, learning how to find him. We haven't had to believe for this because we, we live in an area and in a country where if you work hard and, and do your job, stay faithful, you'll have mostly what you need. But what about health? Does working hard make so that you can live healthy? Does being faithful just make so that sickness doesn't attach to you? See, so many of the, the things that I would have grown up with, and I grew up conservative Mennonite, so the things that I would have grown up with, they're not bad. They're good. There's, there's faithfulness and love for the word and, and commitment to family, commitment to God. But those things alone are not enough because we've, we've seen it happen over and over and, and over again. 